Welcome back to another episode of the Luminous Space Podcast. Father Chad Jarnigan here, Rector of Luminous Anglican. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may wholly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Briefly today, we're looking at Psalm 99, and we're going to look at Matthew 22, 15 through 22. I'm going to read both of these, starting with the Gospel of Matthew. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Hedarians saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful for paying taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this? And whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's. And to God, the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. This is the gospel of our Lord. Psalm 99 says, The Lord is king. Let the people tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherub. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. Mighty king, lover of justice, you have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Extol the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among them, who was called on his name. They cried to the Lord, and he answered them. 
He spoke to them in the pillar of a cloud. They kept his decrees and the statutes that he gave them. O Lord, our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Extol the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. There, there could be a lot to unpack here. In the gospel reading today actually says, render unto Caesars or whoever the emperor the things that are Caesar's. When leaders of the Jews shout, we have no king but Caesar, they reveal a radical division in their own minds between the hopes they place in God and their recourse to political power. In response, Caesar, in the person of Pilate, orders a sign to be put above the dying Jesus. It reads, King of the Jews. So the imperial power of Caesar ruled the ancient world. It counts for nothing now. But at the time of his execution, Jesus was virtually unknown. Yet the resurrection revealed him to be the incarnation of God. As the real Christ, long awaited by Israel, he accounts for everything now. See, against this background, the instruction, render under Caesar the things that are Caesar's, warns us about getting our priorities wrong. It also says that everything else belongs to God, which is quite a contrast. See, taxes and money can only do so much. If everything else belongs to God, then we're crossing figurative and literal lines. We're casting a vast net, if you will. In the epistle, Paul's praise, the Thessalonians who turn to God from idols, this political power is one such idol, and it has proved endlessly alluring, as in the failed war on terror, or the Afghan war, or whatever you want to put in to that. All things have fallen short. And we don't think about this here in the U.S. a whole lot, but we in past generations, have made an idol of war. We've made an idol of capitalism. We've made an idol of anything that allows us and enables us or props up a facade or an idea of maybe even the American dream. That has become an idol. And for most people, let's just be honest, that is not even a dream. It's not even a thought. It's all of us trying to do what we can to live and make ends meet. And some of us thrive 
in this framework, but most people don't. They struggle. It's because we have misplaced our hopes, our dreams. Even sincere Christians with the best of intentions, it seems that they can be drawn to this false allure because it's just fleeting. It's, it's an idol that is beyond the possibility. God gives us a communion that is deeper and more connected and more meaningful than anything that we can taste or hold or see. See, Psalm 99, the Lord is king, let the peoples tremble. He sits upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted above all people. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. For we need to be reminded where our hope is. Do not misplace this hope, influence, or power. Verse 5 of 99, extol the Lord our God, worship at his footstool, holy is he. Be reminded that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God first and foremost. Verse 7 of 99, he spoke to them in the pillar of cloud. They kept his decrees and the statutes that he gave them. O Lord, our God, you answered them. You are forgiving God to them. But an avenger of their wrongdoings, extol the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. Amen. Friends, may the God, the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, raise you up to walk with him in the newness of his risen life. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen.